From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, that's what this place is, is OneRadioNetwork.com. Good morning. This is Patrick Timpone, and um, it's a Friday. And on Fridays, we just uh, trip the light fandango and talk one-on-one or one-on-two or one-on-three about life, love, and fooling around. The title of the show on Fridays is uh, the name of an upcoming book. (laughs) Upcoming book, uh, four years in the making, called It Takes a Long Time to Get Young. It's also the name of our uh, third screenplay. So um, that's what it's called. So it's kind of fun. And we talk about, um, you know, how the whole mind-body-soul uh, thing works. And we're going to dig into that uh, a little bit more first off this morning. But, um, <clears throat> strong breath in. Uh, let's invite you in. And uh, the phone lines are always open, especially on Fridays. 888 663-6386. We are live here on the 29th of Friday morning, a little bit after 10 o'clock Central Time, and you can call in any time and participate in any way that you feel moved to. Moved to. Indeed. Lynn is in the great state of Nebraska. Good morning, Lynn. And she is um, taking notes, and she, she does all the great notes for our for our website, uh, web, uh, for our show, so people can find things. And you can find things by just putting your favorite uh, um, guru, health guru, or money guru, or whatever, into our search function, or your subject of de jour. Maybe your thyroid is, hmm, hmm, is, is needing a little support. Put in thyroid into our search function, top right, and you'll find... 15, I don't know, how many, what, 14 years of shows that we've done with various people around um, around the world about thyroid, for example. So use that search function. We have, um, what was it, 4,500 shows, all free, no cost to you, uh, the audio, and then our video, our videos are on BitChute, and you have the link there on the top right. So here we are. Our phone number, if you care to join us, it is 888-663-6386. I just checked it, and uh, so it's working. And out in the country here, that's pretty cool. I have little um, cards that I write out, little meditation kind of cards, and I put them around the house. And you can put the, you can do this if you like and make your own. Put some on your fridge or whatever, and it's a, it's a nice way to have a little contemplation or meditation um, memes to think about, uh, and that really is the key to to this whole thing of um, being in this body on this earth plane and surviving and thriving and and living as long as we pretty much want, but living with uh, enough creativity and chi and mojo to fun things like play golf and garden and and uh, make babies if you want or just practice making babies if you want or 
exercising or writing the great American novel um, or sitting by the lake and just contemplating your navel if that's what you want to do. But we, <laughs> we want to have the juice to do that and to wake up and, and have something fun to do. And so the idea is to um, have the chi or the energy and the mojo to, to do what you want to do until it's time to go. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, really what's the point? So I've been looking more carefully on this. Um, it's all I do, really, when I go into contemplation and, and um, view things from a, the soul level. It's been called the fifth plane. You hear the term 5D and, and all of that around the Internet these days. And what they're alluding to is not quite, God love them, what, what they think it is, but they're on to something, and I'm not criticizing them, is that the, uh, the, the soul plane is an actual plane, much like physical reality is the physical plane, and there's these different planes. They're not stacked up on one another, um, like like you have to do when you do a graphic of them, uh, you know, like a pancake, you know, and the way they're on, you can watch the graphics where it'd be physical plane, astral plane, causal plane, mental plane, uh, the etheric plane, subconscious, and then the soul plane, which is like that. So in um, in graphics, you kind of kind of have to stack them up on one another. But my experience after looking at this for a long time, not something I read, but what I can see and what I can discern just by looking clearly uh, from a soul perspective, which is what you and I are, soul. Right? Did you know that? And we're going to talk about that because I got an email about the difference. And I'll read you the email. Patrick, you know, something, but I'll, I'll get into that. I mean, how do we know the difference between soul, who we are, and mind? I mean, is that, isn't that the big one? Isn't that the big one? Yeah, it really is. And I, I'm going to give you some examples of how you can begin to learn the difference if you still are, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so these, these planes these different realities, in my experience, they're not, being, they're not stacked up on one another. They are actually all, <laughs> this is so cool, they're all going on in the same time, smashed together. They're all like right here now. And what we do, so say we close our eyes, and start, um, I don't know, maybe we close our eyes and we just, what we most people call thinking, which unfortunately is not really thinking, it's really observing the mind on the mental plane. Most people believe this is thinking. Uh, um, so they're in a conversation and a, a thought comes tumbling through their consciousness, which is just a, pre-programmed thought, right? Like, whatever, Bill Gates is a killer. 
you know, something that they heard, or they, you know. And this is what we generally call thinking. And so then soul repeats that thought, and then this is why people say the same thing all the time when you talk to them, because they're just hearing things, and we all have done this, I'm not criticizing them, we all have done it for lifetimes, and we, we just repeat things that the mind puts forth. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Global warming, or governments are crooks, or whatever it is, you know, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So that's not really thinking. That's just um, observing a thought and not realizing that that's a part of who we are. Anyway, so when we're doing that, we are really on the mental plane. See how you just soul travel to the mental plane? You're literally on the mental plane and you're, you've created a, and we've created some kind of a, an idea in our mind about how this works. Some people, um, I spent most of this lifetime up until about, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, um, believing that I was separate from my thoughts and I would meditate as the Eastern philosophy does, like um, Hindu, uh, the yogic tradition, the, um, all of them, you know, Buddhist. They observe their thoughts until they good good enough to just um, not have any thoughts by not being attached to them. It's pretty cool. It's called meditation. And you just settle down. You can lower your blood pressure. You can do a lot of different things. And you can get healthier that way because you're just not spending time on the mental plane. And you're somewhere and you're just kind of chilled. People call this meditation and it's good. Nothing wrong with it. But we can, as we talk about here, and I've learned, we can take it to another level. And so understanding this, um, I've seen it recently, and it's just so much more clear, and I'm going to try to explain it to you. Now, this is all in my opinion. This is all my experience. This is not something that I read in some book and just repeating just simply that this is what I do for a living. You know, other than being on the air and, and writing screenplay, this is what I uh, look at so I can help you and help myself to have a happier life. So, who we are as soul is kind of wrapped around involved with a thing called the mind, which is software, just like Windows 10, right? And then the body, and it's all one, think of it as one hologram, it's all together. Even though, at the end of the day, when we leave, it's totally separate. We don't take the mind with us, we just take ourselves as soul, and we leave our body and they say, oh, Patrick died. George died. And George is then in another reality with karma that is kind of attached to him and me of things we didn't deal with in physical reality. And so we may end up at a place where we are needing to use the mind and the emotions again, like on the astral plane, and so we're back 
in the astral plane with using our mind, connected with our mind and connected with an astral body. And we might just spend time there and have some fun and see what's going on and until we move to another place. But back here, um, this is so cool when you, if you really get it, and I'm going to try to help you because it's hard to, you know, it's hard to explain. It's just challenging because it's so um, spiritual, geeky, kind of um, abstract because I can't show you pictures. Is that every moment in this eternal now each each idea, each thought, each image, each feeling that goes on all the time when we're in a body, right? Pretty much we're always thinking. And even when we're not thinking thoughts, we're feeling something or we might be imagining something or as some... But even when we're just watching our hands wash dishes, we're still, our state of consciousness is, even though we don't verbalize it, I am so, I'm just watching my dishes and this is great and I'm having a good time, whatever. So we're always, we're always in a state of um, thought in an extent. But each moment, whatever we believe and think and is in our state of consciousness, whatever's going on, and you can just think about our day, you know, 24 hours, if you want to call that a day, this, this energy, this vibration, whatever it is, is in our body, is in our body at that moment. Which, when you really extrapolate that out, is essentially how we create longevity, how we create getting older, how we create staying younger, how we create health, how we create disease, how we create aches and pains, how we create what comes to us because of um, the law of attraction that we think that somebody, a lion, is going to come and eat us, then he probably will if we spend enough time focused on that, right? Or fears. And that's in the body at that moment. It just is. It's just a hologram. So it's in the body, just there. And our number one job at that point, if we don't like where we are, that state of consciousness, also known as a thought, is we simply want to just move to where we want to be. That's, that's the only mm, effort that's needed, is to simply move to another state of consciousness. Move to... Okay, I'm just going to talk to God because that's, that was no fun. And you're done. You're, done. <laughs> you're, you're just done. You're not even in that state of consciousness any longer. You're back into being happy, thinking about happy things, thinking about what you want to do for the rest of your life or what you want to create or 
the great novel that you're writing on, thinking about characters, thinking about being productive. That's your state of consciousness. And the other state that you are worried about something, a lion eating you, that state does not even exist. And it's not in your body any longer. It is gone. It is gone. Where is it? There is no past. There is no future. It's gone because you're not worried about the tiger any longer. How cool is that? It's just gone. And then as soon as we would say, say we're having a conversation over some tea, and you're, I'm talking about this, and you say, well, wait a minute, where, what, what happened to the tiger going to come and eat me, that fear that I had? Well, then you're back in it, because that's now your state of consciousness, thinking about the tiger eating you, your leg. Um, then you're back in it. And then as soon as you come back out of it, you're back out of it. This is really cool stuff if you get it. It's a little geeky. Um, no expert at it, but I kind of am because this is just what I do. And it just solves almost virtually every, well, not almost, but every issue that you're ever going to have this lifetime is because you just go where you want to go. You do what you want to do. You um, be who you want to be. You you fake it till you make it. Um, you don't procrastinate. So, so, so say we jump into a, a state of consciousness where it says, yeah, I'm going to work on the novel tomorrow because I'm, I don't feel like it. You can accept that, that state of consciousness, and you're in it, and you feel it, and it's real because it's only now, right? So that's where you are. There's only quantum physics, only one thought or idea can occupy space at any one time. So in that state of consciousness, well, I'm going to work on the, I'm going to work on the, the novel tomorrow, or the screenplay tomorrow, because I don't feel like doing it. It's just an old kind of an idea, or an old um, whatever you want to call it. Just, just a, the mind, you know, throwing that out there for you. You want to do that? And that is called procrastination, because most of it, for most of us for a long time, before we were uh, being creative and just doing our life and we didn't write the book we wanted to write or, or whatever, plant the garden we wanted to plant. People call that procrastination. And most humans do it because it's just easier to not do something that's a little bit uncomfortable or not familiar, like writing your novel, because you don't know where it's going, right? But that's the fun part. But as long as we buy into the idea that I don't want to do it because I don't know what to do with it and I don't know this character. You can spend time there, but it's just a choice. It's just a choice. And the only movement necessary is to say, no, I'm going to do that. I'll figure it out. And then you're out of it. This is what creative people do. And this is why people like, I don't know, whatever, prolific screenwriters like Aaron Sorkin or Tarantino or Stephen King. I mean, what has he got? 20 novels? Incredibly popular. I, I, I think his stuff is a little dark for me. Uh, I've read a, tried to read a few. and But he's, he really understands the process. And I read his book on writing, which I highly recommend. It's a very good book. Even if you don't like his content, that's not the point. Stephen King's book on writing and this is pretty much just what he does. 
and he knows that he does it, and this is why he has, I don't know, 25, and he's like a billionaire and a very, very successful novelist because he just does that, and he talks about it. And so he's very spiritually evolved on a level, because, and, and look at what the, the lady who wrote, um, what was her name? Um, Harry Potter books. I've heard her talk about writing, and this is pretty much, she she got that early on, that she just, this is what I want to do, and I do it. And she doesn't know what old Harry's going to do in this book, but she gets into the, her that state of consciousness is where Harry is, and believe me, Harry will evolve, and uh, that's, and good screenwriters and good novelists is what they do, Hemingway in these books, Tolstoy, and they all talked about this idea, the creative process. So you and I can use this for whatever we want to do and especially use it to be happier because we do not have to spend time in a state of consciousness, also known as a thought, that we're not being, they're not having fun with. Just move on, go somewhere else. And it's so simple um, that it's very difficult for most humans to get because they don't understand what I'm saying here. Because we were never taught this stuff. You know, we were taught to go to a, whoops, excuse me, we were taught to go to a therapist and sit there and say, you know, I don't know, I just, I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. And they don't understand how to just go somewhere else. Therapists don't get it. So they'll spend time talking with people every week for 20 years and, and they don't understand the mind. You know, they go to therapy school and they just deal in the mental plane and you can talk about this stuff until the cows come home. And just like you can talk about stopping drinking or smoking till the cows come home, until you figure out, as most alcoholics do, or drug addicts do, not most, but some of them, that I don't want to do it anymore. I'm just not going to do it. That's it. That's the only way out. You just go somewhere else. You just change your state of consciousness to, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to drink. It makes sense. I mean, ultimately, that's what happens when people quit anything. And when we have the discipline to, I don't want to do that anymore. It's done. It's just done. It's gone. Poof. Poof. It's gone. I can remember, I think it was 1975. I think 75, 6, right in there. Um, I had started to smoke cigarettes in, oh, in high school, maybe 63. So this was about 10 years later, still smoking cigs. And it was the craziest thing. I was on the air in um, New Orleans, a big radio station, at, you know, just babbling with, I just talked to a guest and you just babble like I do here. And I was talking to to my listeners saying, you know, I think I'm going to give up cigarettes. It just was that quick. And I said, well, I think I'll do it right now. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll do it in front of God and everybody, and then that way it'll give me more motivation not to go back. And because I'm telling you now. And that's what I did. And boom, never, never thought about it again. Oh, I, I, you know, I can't say that. I mean, I suspect after that, I don't remember, don't recall, I probably had the, uh, the thought about, oh, that'd be great to have a cigarette, but pretty much I, I just never, that was it. Boom. I didn't understand the process, how I did that at the time. All I knew was I didn't want to smoke anymore, and I quit. And that's how people quit. You know, some people, the, the great line is that, oh man, quitting smoking is easy. I've quit all the time. And that's what most people do. So they, they just quit, or they quit drinking, or they quit whatever. And they're doing fine until um, an idea or a feeling comes back in to say, um, oh man, I'd sure like to have a cigarette. And then they go back. So it's oh, so hard to quit. But they made the choice to not quit. Is it hard when we enter that state of consciousness? Because that's the, that's the trick to this. When we quit something, like just take the example of a smoker or a drinker, um, we're, we're doing fine, everything's happy, we feel great, and all of a sudden we jump into this state of consciousness, also known as a thought, right? Also known as a thought of, wow, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great to have a cigarette? So we feel that it's real, it's in the ever-present now, and we, even though we don't know it, we make the choice to, oh yeah, man, I think I'll have one. That's it. I think I'll have a drink. Oh, I think I'll have, I think I'll do that, um, whatever, cocaine or Oxycontin again, or I think I'll do this. Because it's a strong pull, because it's a pull because we're in that feeling that, we used to have with cocaine or with oxy or whatever people do or meth or crack cocaine. And that's why these drug things are so, so dangerous because that feeling, and that's why people that make the drugs, that's, they know what they're doing, is so strong, is so incredibly, you know, like cocaine or something, that you get back into that state and you really want it a lot, and you jump back in. But, and it's happening so quickly that souls, they can't quit, whether it be cigarettes or drugs, because they're just overcome by it. But at some point, they, they're making the choice to be overcome by it. Just like you and I make the choice to buy into germs or injections or fear of this or global warming or EMPs or whatever the fear du jour is, we do make that choice. It's, it's, it, it's happened quickly and we jump back in, but we make a choice because that's called free will. And that's what hmm, these people that want to control us and make our lives miserable so they can kill us, I know it's weird to think about it, this is their whole MO these days. To make the fear and the angst and the worry so strong through the media, through virtually all media, 
that we just get into a weakened position and we just jump in. Now, now these chemtrails, these chemtrails are going to kill you. They're going to kill you, and then, then we really think they're going to kill us, and we do all the research, and before you know, we're affected by chemtrails. But we made a conscious decision to believe that they can hurt us. And my contention is, and I can't prove it, my contention is um, that these things cannot hurt us if we don't believe they can. I don't think anything can hurt us unless we believe it can. Anything. And if that idea is true, I believe it is, I can't prove it, it's just my opinion, my experience, I could be wrong, but my my experience, you know, the last 10 years is, I mean, I see chemtrails flying over my place every now and then, not too many. I think they just, they just gave up on Dripping Springs just because I knew they were not going to, I just, I don't even remember the last time I saw one. Isn't that funny? And that's the way it works too. This is pretty cool. As we eliminate certain things from our states of consciousness, chemtrails or terrorists or government, they just, they don't come around anymore. They, they don't, <laughs> they just don't come around anymore. This is the law of attraction, how it really works. Our state of consciousness, what we believe to be true, is controlling our reality, our hologram, our aura, whatever you want to call it, and as long as it's in there rolling around, it can, it will come, not can, it will come in to say, here, well, as long as you think it's real, why don't you enjoy that one? So I, I think that's the way to get rid of chemtrails and where you live is just don't believe in them. They just won't come back. Whoa, no way. Well, check it out. Try it. It's, it's just no accident. And again, this is not a criticism of these people. I'm just musing like this this morning to as um, ideas for what what's going on, in my opinion. I mean, over the years we've had people that have been told that they have Lyme disease or more gallons, and they believed it, and they spent years trying to get rid of this Lyme or more gallons, and I'm not sure any of it really existed. I'm just not sure. There's no evidence. They've never, there's just no evidence. But you see, and then they went to doctors and they did protocols and they took 50 things and they never got rid of it. You can see how that could happen, right? If you really believe you've got something, and um, again, not a criticism for these people because they didn't know and they did the best they could. And um, I think eventually people just realized that the whole thing was not really what it was said to be, and they 
They, get, they just didn't have it anymore. I mean, people, the mind, soul, soul of believing is something that's so powerful, so powerful that people even created, even created things that came out of their, their skin. And they, I've seen pictures. They say, see, there's the Margellans. Well, they, in my opinion, they created that because they wanted to believe in it so much for some reason. I mean, I had it, and you can do that, and you'll just create it. Why would you not? We can create cancer cells. That's what we do. We can create um, clogged arteries. We can create um, toxic kidneys. and We do it all the time as a species. Look what's happening out there. That's how we do it. So you don't think we can create boils and warts and and uh, eczema and uh, tumors and uh, Morgellons, pieces of something coming out of your skin or, or, you know what I mean? Of course we can. COVID, we can create whatever we want. That's the whole point of being here is to create what we want, which is peace, love, hippie beads and, and uh, abundance and uh, all the good stuff. That's why we're here is to learn how to create this stuff and then that way we're learn we're learning that we're spiritual beings in a body and we create the happiest life ever ever and then we stick around until we we really learn the show the game and then go on to the next adventure uh, on our pretty much on our own time frame which is pretty cool pretty cool Here's one of my little, little little cards I wrote down. I'll share these with you. They're personal, but just to give you an idea of how important it is to, to think about these, this spiritual philosophy, these ideas, how it works. Because as we think about it, this is how we, we manifest it. This is how we can constantly manifest it in physical reality by thinking about it, by contemplating it. And in that state of consciousness, it's just getting stronger and stronger. So this one here, and you can you can put in your own um, what spirit is to you, divine spirit. You probably have a different word for it. But it, believe me, when I, trust me when I tell you it's all the same. No matter what religion you are, it, it all works because it's all the same thing. There's only one God, whatever God is. There's only one divine spirit, whatever that is. It expresses itself in physical reality through us. And so I wrote this one down. And then, you know, I might spend five minutes sitting down sometime and just reading this and thinking about it. Spirit assumes a personal aspect of me which will be in exact relation with my conception of it. I couldn't read my handwriting. It's in exact relation with my conception of it, which is pretty cool. So I have a conception of what divine spirit is, the Holy Spirit or chi or prana, whatever you want to call it. I have a conception of that. And 
You probably do too. And the way it works, in my experience, is that this divine spirit um, assumes, as this says, a personal aspect of itself through me, and it's an exact relation to what I believe it is, my conception of it. Because that's all it can do is work through me in the way I believe it can be, which is what spirit does. It, it wants to express itself, which is all things good, through us in a new way that it's never done before. Because that's, you know, it's very intelligent. It's, it's, it's the most intelligent concept anywhere. It is omnipresent, omniscient, knows everything, past, present, future, even though they don't exist, and it's highly individualized and personalized through you and through me, which is why when we uh, believe and accept it as being real and working through us, it's going to do it. It's going to continue to give us exactly what we want, if it's peace, love, and hippie beads, or uh, a mate, or abundance, or whatever we want. As long as we put in the time, as Woody Allen shows up, uh, says, as long as we show up, right? As long as we wake up, show up, do everything we can to do what we want to do. You know, we can't just sit around under the yum-yum tree and think it's just going to do everything for us. It doesn't work like that. But the more we put an effort into it, the more we really think about the garden and plant it and dig around and, and, and the research what kind of plants we want and everything, the more it manifests itself with spirit bringing all kinds of cool stuff in there. Oh, check this video out. Look at that. Man, you can do that to broccoli or, or asparagus and make it this. These things all come through because it wants to help us. And that's how it works. It wants to give us everything that we've ever thought about. And that's what it does for a living. Isn't that cool? That's what it does for a living. And the only thing we need to contact it is to believe it exists. And go with it, fake it. And the more we fake it, the more it works and the more we say, wow, there's something to this. There's really something to this. Got a little story for you. Oh, let me do this first. I think I got a little story about um, running out of gas. What? Not. Running out of gas. Not. This Patrick Timpone, um, we, we have a, 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 a good friend, his name is Brandon Amalani, and he has a company called Shen Blossom. Shen Blossom. And these are Chinese medicine herbal elixirs that uh, Brandon uh, puts together. Uh, God love them. And some very powerful um, mm, products. I like this one a lot. And I, 
sometimes it's just like crazy. What I don't know. It's called Hinoki Blood Purifier Detoxification. And you can go on his website, through our website, and read the ingredients of this puppy. Uh, let me see. Let me just read you a little bit about it. There's, um, so this they use these tree resins. They've been used in traditional and folk medicines in Ayurveda, ancient Egyptian healing, and traditional Chinese medicine. These tree resins is not the same as sap, which is more watery. I'm reading from the website here. Resin, which is sometimes also called pitch or tree pitch, is a natural secretion that trees produce as they age that protects the tree against infections and pests and stuff like that. Isn't that cool? So, Akahanoki is a combination of tree resins that act as a potent blood purifier. It detoxifies the blood, the glands, and tissues of the body more powerfully than any other formulas to date. So it just is hanging out there when you put it in your little body to protect against all kinds of things that you may breathe in or take in in food, which is how we take in toxins, right? And I suspect it's going to work on the spiritual level with just toxic thoughts that we mistakenly kind of um, bought into. And you can combine this with a mountain detox and take these little products every now and then from Shen Blossom and you, um, it's pretty cool. Do it first thing in the morning on empty stomach and a very powerful, and I mean, you could feel it. Something's going on. These are the kind of products that we really feel blessed to recommend to you through people like um, Brandon Amalani on Shen Blossom. I think you'll find his products. And check, uh, you know, cruise around when you're there on Shen Blossom. Cruise around. Here's a little product that I like to take and we're going to for my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It 
contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Thank you, Daniel. And you can go on Sithrival and see what else he might have for you. I love his products. Uh, where's, oh, the other one. I wanted to mention, this is a good one. Oh, I just, see, I'm going to take one, two, three, four, five, six of these today. I put them in my little thing here. It's a bio... Um, Microalgae, bio superfood, microalgae, a really fascinating product. It's made in a in a subterranean kind of a unit, and they're using water uh, that come to I think about like twelve hundred feet or something, uh, and into the ground, and uh, so there's no there's no pollution or anything like that. And these are microalgaes and very very powerful. So this is on our website. If you want to try some, you can check it out. Uh, This one, radionetwork.com. Our phone lines are open, and we're happy to talk to you. Uh, We're going to give you a carnival update. Um, I'm going to tell you a gas story now, and um, and more. Oh, yeah, and then an email from Kelly about soul and mind that I need to find. I saw it this morning. I get a lot of emails, and I, I love them, and I read them all. I answer some of them personally, um, do the best I can when it calls for maybe a personal um, response to someone who's really having a hard time, and for some reason, they, they just want my input on something. I'm happy to do it. This is what I do for a living. Uh, I can't answer them all, but uh, my email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I've kind of been helping a fellow on the East Coast with prostate that I'll kind of talk to you about and he's really doing well and you know it's just so gratifying to be able to support people from time to time just with giving me my idea not that I know what I'm talking about I'm no expert at any of this stuff I've just had the pleasure of talking to thousands of people over many years of doing talk shows with this stuff and the last 15 or 14 every day really, you know, on the health stuff. So I've been exposed to a lot of cool people, a lot of ideas, and you'll see, you'll, you can get them all on our website. But I think most of what people, what I find, what people really need is someone to just kind of bounce some ideas off of because uh, they don't have, you know, they don't have anywhere to go. Um, it's hard. It's difficult. Because, um, I don't know. So many, I don't know how to say this. So, we spiritual beings in the body, it's just so easy for us to get all wrapped up into what, just like I do, I do, wrapped up to, um, and what we believe is 
is the way the world is in my state of consciousness. And I talk about it, and I, I believe this is how it works. I don't know what else to talk about. Somebody else's, I'm not going to do that. So you just want to find a state of consciousness with a practitioner or a doctor or a naturopathic that kind of um, really makes sense to you, which feels right in your heart. It's kind of like when you when you choose a you know a boyfriend or girlfriend or a mate, you just kind of know, just kind of know that you want to go deeper with this person. You don't know why, but you know, right? Well, you do know why. You could probably write write it down. And I would encourage you to do that with um, um, people that you're reading or watching YouTube videos. And when you resonate, really resonate, then you know try. But find somebody also, if you can, that's going to give you a little bit of support because it's, it's difficult. People have so many questions. Uh, but many of these, um, these cool people out there, they have, um, they have little clubs and you can join their tribe. And then they have webinars like Dr. Cowan or um, we're going to have a fellow on who's really cool, Dr. Kiltz. He's uh, uh, into um, um, making babies and uh, reproduction and fertility. Um, cool guy. He's going to be on next week. We've been looking at some of his videos. But you can kind of tell people that have something that you might want to, you know, might want to learn from. And go with them and try it, experiment. You know, I'm always experimenting. Experiment with, see if it works. If it doesn't work, that's okay. Let it go. Okay, that doesn't go. It's, um, it's about 11 o'clock Central Time, and we're live here on Friday, the 29th. If you care to join us, uh, you know the phone number and the email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. This is a great one. This is from Kelly. Oh, i got to do the guest story first. Okay. So, Keep in mind that everything in physical reality is just a manifestation of thought. Right? We are thinking beings. It's just a manifestation of what we think and what we believe to be so. That's how it works. It, it, it you know, it just is. Um, so that's how that's how we manifest things is by thinking about them, feeling what they feel like, believing this is what we want, and somehow Divine Spirit is the juice, the electricity. Uh, think of it as an electrician who's kind of running wires and making it do this and you know turning on a fridge and whatever, electricity, but the electricity doesn't change its basic structure. It's just being used for different things, right? So divine spirits like that, it doesn't change its basic structure. It stays what it is, because that's what it is, and it doesn't need to change because it's like everything, all the good things in life, peace, love, hippie beads, and abundance and compassion, and every, every good adjective you can come up with, which is what divine spirit is, 
and what we're made out of. And we are like the electricians and we put it to wherever we want by what we think and believe and that's what we do. And that's how we heal the body even though spirit's healing. We're, we're using our images and our feelings and our beliefs and the body will heal and that's how we ditch cancer cells and stuff like that simply by allowing a spirit to come in but we're really doing the work by not believing in what cancer is and not believing in what terms are you see so spirit is the energy and the mojo that allows us to change what we believe is true that's what we use as our gasoline as our electricity so spirit's not changing for us we're changing what we believe we want and that's why the healing process must, in my experience, must have a willing participant, you and me, to heal, must be open to healing whichever way is going to be our most constructive way to heal and what, so we can learn the most lessons along the way and that we are willing participants in the healing process so we get an idea of how we created this disease so we learn something so it's the whole idea is to help us to have a better happier and more productive life which is why um, even though they have happened spontaneous healings they have happened and I can't explain why, but they have happened without the person being conscious of them. And they have happened, but they are rare, rare, rare. Um, and I can't explain it. The only thing I could say why they happen like that sometimes is because perhaps the soul just earned that spontaneous healing and it did it without them being aware how they did it. Maybe they it's above my pay grade to know how that works. But most often, it's all done and we've you know, talked to people over the years. Um, most often it's done by people kind of getting into the game and trying things and, you know, with cancer cells. So they're willing participants in, in the process because this is their karma. They've created these little cells called karma called cancer rather and they're they're kind of willing participants and that's what spirit wants us to to step up to the plate and say yeah you know i think i can do this and how am i going to do this and then people find their way and you know there's billions of stories about people ditching cancer and in every in every one of those instances over the many years where we've interviewed people that have uh, ditched cancer they um uh, and invariably have said, it's the greatest experience I've ever had. I can't, I, I so, <laughs> you know, cancer, I'm so pleased that I went through this. They've all said this because of what they learned about themselves and how this worked along the way. They all say it. You can listen to all these, interviews. Like, oh yeah, it was the greatest thing ever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. <laughs> That's right, cancer, right? I wouldn't do it any other way. Because what they learn about themselves is so profound 
And what they're learning is that they are soul, they're not the body, they're not the cancer cells, and they can, uh, they can work with uh, whatever comes their way. And then they get stronger because of it. Okay, gasoline story. Um, water first. A little hydrogen water and sulfur in there. I drink a couple quarts of this every day. We recommend you have about one half ounces of uh, water for per body weight. Right? It's a pretty good, um, I think it's a pretty good metric to start with. The Batman Galich idea in his book, Your Body's Many Cries for Water, and uh, Jennifer Daniels and a lot of other folks. Now, there's some people that get by with way less. Um, I can't. I, I guess I could, but I don't want to. But So that's what I do. So you put your sulfur in there and, and do that. Oh, just dropped a card. Lost one of my cards. <clears throat> okay. Um, this is crazy, this gas story. So I have this Prius, and I've known over the years, and it says right there in the... In the, in the uh, owner's manual that there's 11.5 gallons of um, capacity of gasoline. That's what it is. I mean, and I, and I played with it because you, you know, you press a little button every time you fill up and you get it all the way full just to really um, uh, confirm that's what it is and, and I like, whatever. So you can really, confirm, I've confirmed it so I see it's so much of the the control and how many miles I've gone. And it tells you what your miles per gallon is in a Prius. So you can just kind of gauge. It tells you that, well, you've averaged 40 miles a gallon in this tank and all the rest of it. So it has a little flashing light when you're, when you're low and you need to fill up. And I think there's, I don't know, I think you can get about 20 miles or so once the light starts flashing. And um, I was coming home the other day and this light started flashing sometimes when I was, even before I got to Dripping Springs. I guess, because I don't, I didn't even notice until I passed the gas station and come back in the country and hear the light is flashing and go, okay, this is not good. I didn't say that. I said, well, it is what it is. We'll deal with it. So um, I came home, just let it go. I didn't even think about it. And so I jump in the car. I think two days later, uh, it started up, and there's this flashing thing saying, you need gas. And I look at my little counter and said, I'm averaging about 33 miles to the gallon. So you can then... Um, Look at 33 miles times 11.5 and know that you should have gone maybe 333 miles on this tank of gas. I mean, it's just math. So that's about where I was, 340 miles when I'm sitting at home, uh, 20 miles away from, 15, 20 miles away from a gas station. So Doodle's in the back seat, of course, she always is laying on the floor, said, well, here we go. And um, so 
I did the loaves and fishes thing, and that, I like to do the loaves and fishes thing. It's kind of like what you're doing is you're just using what you have, and you just believe that whatever you have is not going to run out before you need more, which is kind of what Jesus did on the loaves and fishes. He just started giving away as the tale goes, just start giving away loaves and fishes. A bunch of people at the at a river he wanted to feed them. And he didn't run out, and he started with like 12 or something, which is a miracle, of course, but that's the way it works. Uh, in his state of consciousness, he just, I suspect it's true, I don't know. You know, the Bible's the Bible. So, um, so, um, so I'm just driving in into town, and um, certainly it was in my consciousness that, well, this, you know, but every time the little mind wanted to put uh, an idea of, well, you may have to stop and call, you know, that, that idea. I may have to call AAA and get gas filled up. I don't even go there. I mean, the mind wants to come in and tell you that that's what you want to think about, but I didn't go there. I just stayed, I hewed and said, no, we're going to make it. It'll be fine. And we did. Made it to the gas station. It's a miracle. Um, and then so we fill up and fill it to the top like I always do. I mean, I really fill it to the top as far as I can go. And I got 11, <laughs> this is even, how can this is even possible? I got 11.9 gallons in the car. You can only get 11.5. I don't know. How can you get 11.9? So my theory is that it was just spirit showing me a lesson that we, we were running on empty. We didn't have any gas in there. So much, we were so empty that, um, I'm, I'm going to show you so empty that we can even put more in there to show you how empty it is. Now these are miracles how these things happen. How does that even happen? Mathematically, it can't happen. You can only put 11.5 in there and 11.9 went in there. So we get these lessons to show to to teach Patrick and you when you play with this spirit that it's going to give you everything that you need and want. And it's a miracle. I mean, come on. What's more than a miracle when your car can run on, on air? But it's all, it's, it's all a manifestation of thoughts and feelings, right? So anything's possible. Anything is possible. And this is how we manifest things. And these are all miracles. And there's more miracles that are going on today on earth than there ever was in the time, in my opinion, of Jesus. It happens all the time. People wake up and they, they change their, their viewpoint on something. And that's a miracle. That really is a miracle. So that's my gasoline story. Isn't there old rock and roll song about do you believe in miracles? Isn't there one? I used to. I thought there was. Okay, so Kelly got a great uh, email. And I can't, I can't believe, I, I read it this morning. I even marked it. Sometimes I wonder about my computer skills. Sometimes I wonder. 
But anyway, uh, what she said was that um, maybe you can address this on your show this morning. Um, I, I like the idea. She said she liked the idea about the soul, mind, body that you talk about. But I, she was saying she had a really hard time discerning the difference between soul and mind. And it's a great question because this is the game. I mean, this is really what the game is about. And so I'm going to give you maybe a couple ideas on how you can begin to tell. Um, so uh, you may know that I've been doing this thing on the chin-up bar. So you, you, know, you, you just hang on a chin-up bar. And you just hang there. Get a chin-up bar and you just hang there. there I, I saw this video about it. And I've been doing it every day since. Two, three times a day. And you can really get stronger like that. It's crazy. Just hanging. Complete hanging. It much stretches everything out in your um, spine. And um, I think it opens up your lungs and your heart. And I don't know. It's just great. And, you know, when you first start, you can do it about 10 seconds. And you just go, oh. So I can average about a minute and a half now, like I did this morning. And very powerful. You keep doing it, and you can just get, keep getting stronger and stronger. And what I like about it is we're getting stronger on all levels when we do these kinds of um, things that hurt. They hurt towards the end. It's, and I'm sure all of, all of you who lift weights, you know the difference. And this is the difference between soul and mind. So a perfect example of this is when I'm doing this, and so you're hanging there, right? You're hanging there. And it, after about a minute, it really starts to be painful all through your arms, mostly in your hands. Your hands really hurts. And everything in your body, your mind is saying, this hurts, I don't want to do it. Don't, you know, let go, let go, let go. No, just let go. And the entity that makes the decision to hang in there, that's what soul is. That's who you are. So when you make a decision to do something that's uncomfortable and you do it or you just lift more that way, just, I'm going to do this because I can. That's who you are. Um, when we just give in to the easy thing, that's the difference between the mind because, well, that's the way it works. So that's as, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. That entity who says, "No, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a minute and a half. I'm just going to do it. I don't care how much it hurts." That's who you are. That's who I am. And the more we do it, and the more we go over that threshold in in our spiritual exercises and doing exercises and uh, stretching or whatever it is, that uh, strengthens that entity called soul and we get a little better idea that we can do whatever we want because we did that. I mean, that really hurt. That was really uncomfortable. I mean, come on. If we can do that, we can do anything. I mean, because writing your great American novel or taking out the trash doesn't hurt that much. <laughs> you know, you get through that kind of pain, you can do pretty much anything, right? That's really the difference, Kelly. 
That's the big difference, is when you make a decision to do what you want and not what, you know, the conventional wisdom is or what your little mind said, no, I can't lift any more. That kind of hurts, dude. I'm going to do that. that. That is who you are. That's who you are. And the stronger you, you develop that essence as soul to, to do what you want to do, that, that essence gets stronger and we get more clear on the, um, the software, the mind that tells us we can't do something. We, we can more clearly see the difference. This is PhD level stuff. There's a lot of, not a lot of people that talk about it like this, um, but I think we present a, a clearer picture than most people. I don't hear anybody uh, doing it this clearly, and I'm not bragging about myself. I've just been um, um, blessed enough to see this thing, how it works, because of my desire to see how it works. I'm no expert on it. This is just my experience. Yeah, take it for what it's worth. Play with it. Work with it. And um, I think you'll see that um, you can do some things this lifetime that you never thought you could do. Great things. More water. Hold on. I got my big jar here. My big jar. These are pretty cool. Uh, we like mason jars to do things like your water. Uh, these guys we like. These are plastic, but it doesn't touch it. But they're nice because they just kind of see how nice that is. And you can get these online. I think they're called goat milk, goat milk caps, something like that. I get them on Amazon. 